We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one. Thank you so much for being part of my life and allowing Empower Radio to be a part of your day. So Woody Allen has a saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, I think God had a good chuckle on my behalf as I had big plans. At 21 years old, I had a backpack of ambition, a good work ethic, and a heart full of dreams as I drove away from Hutchinson, Kansas and headed west. After a five-year pit stop in Las Vegas, I arrived at my ego's ultimate destination of Los Angeles, California, and I got to work. I studied, I acted, I took classes, and then I got engaged to a famous actor. I was on track with all of my plans, but there was a problem. I wasn't happy, and I wasn't healthy. After a great deal of torture, I finally surrendered and asked God what his plans for me were. Things took a radical turn. After some bumps and bruises, I found myself in a mystery school of sorts where I got my master's in spiritual psychology. Life became a lot more clear and a great deal more joyful, significantly more fulfilling. And my transformation included vibrant health and a peaceful happiness. These days, I don't do a darn thing without consulting with God and asking about his plans. And life makes a lot more sense. I'm so grateful for my soul level education for every chapter of my story, past, present, and future. Today, I'm talking to a friend who also had a heart full of dreams and some big ambitions who, who also ended up at the same university as me. She is wise. She is wonderful. And I'm so looking forward to delving into this conscious conversation with her and sharing her with you. We are here with Kate Nelligan. Kate is an equine partner, life coach, career coach, writer, speaker, and healer whose life purpose is dedicated to transformation that happens through the human-animal bond. Kate pairs her intuitive gifts with those of horses to help women with clarity, confidence, and connection. She also supports corporate organizations with inner power, emotional intelligence, and authentic communication. Kate has a master's in spiritual psychology and is a certified equine experiential educator. She's a best-selling author, has been a TEDx speaker, and a marketing executive at major corporate entertainment companies. Kate has been a blogger for the Huffington Post, Spiritual Media Blog, and Thrive Global. She has also facilitated and is available for unique off-site team buildings, leadership retreats, private coaching sessions, and workshops at horse ranches. So Kate, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation today. Thanks for having me, Tammy. Absolutely. So I'd just like to start our conversation with a little bit about what I believe you had was a circuitous journey because you too had a heartfelt dream and ambitions. And uh, it seems like your life took some twists and turns to bring you where you are ultimately today. So can you could just give us a little bit of backstory, how you, how you started this process and journey of getting to where you are? Yeah, I loved listening to your story because it's so similar to my own in so many ways. Um, moving from New Jersey by myself in my mid-20s to work for a movie studio in Los Angeles because 
that was my dream to uh, be at a movie studio. And while I was there, it got even bigger. It was like, I want to be CEO. I want to run a movie studio. I mean, it got so big. And uh, luckily found USM, University of Santa Monica. And, you know, when when they asked me, what do you think will be different about your life after the two years here? I said, well, I think I'm going to stop selling horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I had this inkling that I could be a coach, that I wanted to be a coach, but I really didn't know what that was at the time. And I I clearly did not even have the real skills to be a coach. Um, But I felt so strongly that there was something greater in me. And luckily that unfolded at USM, but yeah, the movie lifestyle and the red carpets and, you know, the celebrities and all of that, the, you know, the dinners, the traveling all over for work was very alluring. And I'm super grateful I had it in my twenties and it was also very ego led. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. So it is alluring, that glamour, that glitz. Did you find it at all fulfilling? Did you enjoy it for a while or uh, how was that for you? Yeah, I did. I actually, I started at American Film Institute and then I was at Lionsgate and I did, I, I loved being in the movie studio world for a while. It was a great fit for me because I, I was good at marketing. I'm still good at marketing. And um, I had really great people around me. I had a really great relationship with my boss. And I felt um, while I wasn't on a lot, like I always wanted to be on a studio a lot. I still felt like I had a lot of connection with the business. And, um, you know, we, we I got to touch so much because we were such a small team. So I was doing what my colleagues who were all vice presidents were doing. And I was, you know, still a manager and I was able to grow up pretty rapidly and, and hit VP at 31 years old when I wanted to be a vice president at, by 33. So it was good for me. And then USM really shook my core, my center. And I started to question a lot about what were my desires and where, um, what my heart was actually saying and wanting to be more of service. Yeah. So did it ever get to the point where you felt like, um, this really isn't fulfilling for me there, there's got to be something different or more that my soul is looking for. Did it ever get to that point for you? Yeah, it definitely did. You know, the Last year or so that I was at the studio, there were a lot of changes and uh, it was becoming very what I'd call corporate um, and there was different leadership. And so with that, you know, in the same time I was going to USM, those two things were not a match. And I did have a, a kind of out of body experience one day where I was selling a film that I would say has kind of all the worst components of humanity in it really violent and dark film. And I remember selling it. uh, I think it was probably even to iTunes. And I was saying, you guys have to have this. And I'm like, it's really not that bad. And I remember lifting out of my body, looking down and going, what are you saying? You're so out of integrity. You don't watch this content. You don't want the world to see this content. And you can't do this anymore. And I had one of those weird I was two different people in one body type thing because that evening I was going to Agape, right? And it was, it's all about unconditional love and support and compassion. And here I am, you know, trying to, in my day job, sell like the darkness, you know? So it was just, I knew I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So that's so interesting. So that literal split of, um, 
ego versus soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh seems like my journey has been about really integrating those two. Again, you know, we hear all the time we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And if we're kind of split, you know, which is, I guess, this reality of duality for a lot of people, I think we suffer. Yes. Yes. And I was, I was realizing that I had a lot, right? Like I had a six figure salary. I had um, respect and prestige. And I, I had what looked like a very fun, glamorous life. And inside there were so many parts of me that had yet to be really fully explored around service and, um, my heart and what lit me up and really my bigger gifts, like my, my intuitive gifts. And I just, um, so I felt like it was this kind of soul death over time. And I knew that I had to make a change. Yes, I'm definitely relating to that. It's like, what do you want and what do you want the most? (laughs) And for me, it got to the point, um, I just boxed myself in in such a way that it was like, I had no answers. I tried everything and I just had to completely give up. And I'm so grateful that I finally did and was really ushered a different direction. Um, So now, Katie, let's fast forward. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days as a career? Yeah. So I took it. My journey was kind of interesting because at USM, you know, they have this second year project where you're going to do your dream project. And for me, I also was still not fully listening to myself. I love how you said in the introduction, you, uh, you consult with God first. I uh, really wanted to still do something in entertainment, but I wanted to create more joy and upliftment. So what I first did was actually create a conscious media channel called Synergy TV. And I threw all of, you know, I left Lionsgate to do that. And I threw all my time and money and energy into that. But again, it was still not, it wasn't really what God wanted for me or what my heart really wanted. It was Mm -hmm. something that I thought I should do or I could do. And it was important. It's, you know, I still fully believe that uplifting entertainment is really an important thing to, to have. And what was happening during that time is I got, I was getting back into horseback riding after being away for about 10 years. Uh, I rode when I was a kid and I, you know, what was funny at USM is we have this uh, process where we talked to our inner child and my inner child wanted to ride. She wanted to get back into horses. And I said, no, no, we have to do this business thing. And, <laughs> and I literally, and she's like, well, you can think about that business thing while you're on the back of a horse. And I'm like, no, no, no. And so I literally, I, I didn't give it to her. And until I graduated and there's something, you know, after graduation, going through that whole process and practicum where I really, I fully landed in in my heart, in listening to my soul and in the loyalty to my soul. And so then I started to ride again and then the horses just started to take over my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. As you know, I do. Yeah. And I just, you know, I have a rule now where it's like, I don't say no to the horses. I work for them. So this coaching piece came in and first the coaching came in without the horses. And I was doing empowerment workshops with women um, using the USM skills and the counseling strategies we have from there. And then the horses just started to say they wanted to do work with me. And I I got very lucky because I was at a ranch where they were doing equine therapy with addicts in recovery and rehab. Mm. I got to be a mentee 
and an assistant. And I watched the transformation happen in two hours that I saw take two years in our master's program. And I went, what is happening here? So that's when I got totally addicted to the horses and the healing. I just love this so much. And yes, like you, I let the horses in and they took over my life. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense from my mind and my ego, but I'm so happy. I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah. Yeah. So something I love that you touched on is, um, you know, your inner child and listening to her and what she wanted to do. And so often we can like poo poo that and try to push it aside. And, you know, we don't have time for that. We've got to do things. And I, I love a word that I was introduced to while we were in USM called um, IntelliKey. Mm. And I think so often I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, Kate. Um, our inner child and our IntelliKey can be kind of connected if we open our minds to the possibility of having conversations and um, just being open because we have to really kind of surrender control and it's not necessarily comfortable or easy or natural. So what are your thoughts about the inner child and this IntelliKey thing? Yeah, I love that question. And, and the whole concept of the IntelliKey, which same, I had never heard that word before. Mm, me too. And I think about it now and I, I know that I'm in that and yet there's still pieces unfolding. But for me, when I was a kid, I loved animals so much. I still do. And there, you know, my first word was cat. It was not mom or dad, it was cat. <laughs> and, you know, animals have always been my best friends, my confidants. They've gotten me through like my awkward teen years and that power and that human animal bond was always there for me. I just didn't know that that was really um, anything more than, than like a hobby. And then I realized that there actually could be a way for me to have a, a calling, which I don't even call it a career, but a calling working mm -hmm. with animals um, and bringing that bond that I naturally have with them to other people so that people also can feel that love and support from them so that they can learn from that and apply that to themselves and to others in their yes. relationships. Yes. So my my belief at this point about IntelliKey is that we all have a purpose, a life's purpose, a soul's code um, just that's imbued with us. Um, but if we want to live from our minds and our ambition, it may not be possible to um, activate that IntelliKey. And, you know, just to explain, explain that what Ron and Mary would say is that the IntelliKey of an acorn is to be an oak tree. You know, the IntelliKey of a sunflower seed is to be a sunflower. And we all have our own seed of greatness inside of ourselves, but we have to get out of our mind and heart and into our heart. And, and that's what you really help people do, isn't it, Kate? I feel so much that just being with the horses and, and all animals, really, because I also work with goats, um, but being with them, you know, their hearts are five times the size of ours. And so we are just blasted with that love and their presence. And we can't help but feel loved and seen by them. And I've, I've watched so many people say, you know, this is the first time they really felt that level of love. And um, that's really moving to me. And I know that is so transformative. Um, but yes, I feel like that little girl in me who 
was, you know, couldn't be seen without her stuffed cat. And all she did was beg for a cat when she was little and then a horse. And, you know, that, that little girl in me is very alive when I work and I need her because she's so full of wonder and joy and enthusiasm and, um, you know, uninhibited, you know, she's uninhibited by, by these kind of, um, by the ego and the fears and all these other pieces. So I feel so strongly that we do need our inner child when we work, that that, you know, it's childlike, not childish, right? And that we can bring that to us. Um, And I think I'm still growing into my own version of, of what it is, whether, you know, the oak tree, it's like there's still branches that are coming, whether it's through more animal communication or, animal working on animals and doing animal healing. Like there's new levels of my work coming in that it, that don't just involve humans that I'm still sitting with and I'm still allowing to come forward. I can so relate because I feel like I'm, I'm on track and I'm heading the right direction, but it's not fully evolved. I feel like it's a kaleidoscope and it just keeps morphing and changing. And I don't know what's coming, (laughs) but I, I know that I'm enjoying my life more now than ever. And it sounds like you are as well. I am. I feel like it's this listening process. Like I didn't think I was going to move from California to Colorado until one day inside. It was like, you're complete with California. And I'm like, I've lived here for 13 years. I love it. What are you talking about? And, and then it was this deep desire for to have more space and to be in more nature um, to be out of a city energy and, and to be in a very um, farm-based community. And I never thought that would happen in my life either. Um, but it's, it's listening. And I'm sure you can relate too, right? Where I can so relate. I'm totally relating. My ego hated hearing that it was time to move to Idaho. It's like, no, I, I have my dream. I want to stay in LA. I'm a city mouse. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> You want cement or you want animals? I was like, oh, well, when you put it like that. (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, Kate, what are you up to? What are you looking forward to? What's on the horizon for you? Yeah, you know, there's a couple things. I think for me, my commitment is how can I be a voice for the animals and particularly the horses? And how, you know, how can I spread their gifts? That's really important to me. So talking about them, you know, I will often say to the horses, okay, it's time for us to share about you again. Let's, let's get, um, let's get out there. And then, you know, like you reached out and that's kind of what naturally happens is that there's this evolution of me being willing to share about their gifts. And I really truly believe they are here as our ascension partners, as our partners in transformation and and awakening. And so for me, what's coming is being able to share about them in a larger platform. So finishing the the book, and there's more than one book, um, because that is very much a legacy and and dedication to the mares that I've lost already, um, and their teachings, and getting their stories out. Um, but also training other equine coaches to really mm. a more holistic approach to this work than what I've seen in the industry so far. Oh, and that excites me a lot. And I'm I'm just thrilled and excited that you said yes to a second show with me for next week where we're going to get um, <clears throat> more deep into uh, what the equine therapy is, the equine human connection is about, because feels like the direction I'm going. So I want to pick your brain personally about that. But I also want to share this because I think it's so 
powerful and empowering and helpful and healing. And we all need that. Yes, we do. Yeah, a friend of mine said to me the other day, there's something going on with the horses in the world, Tammy. I don't know what it is. And I hadn't thought about it before, but when she when she said that, I said, you know, I think for me, as you're saying that, it's like the horses are just so energetically feminine in nature. And it seems mm-hmm. like we need more of that um, that herd energy, that herd mentality, that inclusive energy, that um, heart-based energy in the world. And, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard that quote about the Dalai Lama years ago where he said, uh, the world will be saved by the Western woman. And it's because we're feminine and we're free and able to share, you know, our truth, communicate. And I thought, you know, the horses are very feminine in nature as well. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I love that. Oh man, I could talk about that for a long time. Uh, <laughs> we I have like five minutes, so you just go for at least three and a half. <laughs> I I love it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So, oh gosh, there's so first the Dalai Lama piece. Yes, there's a woman, um, Caroline Shearer, who has her company's Absolute Love Publishing. She created a book called "Women Will Save the World" based off of that quote and how inspiring it was. And she collected women's stories. So that's one of the books that I'm in. Is is this book "Women Will"? Save the world. And after that came another book called The Power of Being a Woman. And I feel because I was living in so much of my masculine in corporate entertainment, mm-hmm. that coming back into being with horses, which I loved when I was a little girl and a teen, uh, that there's so much to explore in the feminine energy through being with them and their way of being and how the lead mare, which is the female in the horse herd, how she lives and how she operates is just a map for women. And so there, you know, I have a feminine leadership workshop coming up because the horse I actually just manifested, um, her name is Phoenix. And when I asked her what her teachings were, she said two things. She said feminine leadership and receiving. And Mm -hmm. so she is in my life to really help me amplify feminine energy and also other women as well. So I am deep in exploration of this topic and completely agree with you that they have some really incredible um, ways of being that we can learn from that are feminine, that do know how to nurture and take care. Um, And humanity needs that right now for sure. Yeah. And you don't have to be a woman to really um, receive value from this. You know, I, I've heard a lot of stories about how prisoners working with horses or veterans working with horses really support them in coming into greater balance with their masculine and feminine as well. Now, do you work with men or veterans or prisoners at all? Do you like to specifically work with women? I love working with men as well. I feel so much that they have um, a lot of heart opening work to do and that the horses naturally bring them there quickly. Um, One of the veterans that I, we filmed um, a documentary and as soon as he met my mayor, Lindsay, who is very cosmic mother energy, um, (laughs) he just started crying right away. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what's for you and he's like she sees my pain and I'm like yeah she does how are you doing with that you know and it's so fast and so you know the men I have worked with have really gotten it and um, I would love more men to be open and interested in this and it's so different than talk therapy because 
it gives them an access point um, where they feel safe and they, you know, it's an animal and it's, it's natural to feel more emotional sometimes around animals. And I feel like we can get there faster. So agreed, the, the feminine energy is in all of us. It's just a matter of um, how we're nurturing it and how we hold it. So it's important for us to explore it further. I absolutely agree. So Kate, we have about three minutes left. And I'd first of all, just like you to share a little bit about where people can get a hold of you, find out more about you. I love your website so much. It's so well done. So um, yeah, let's, uh, let's let people know where they can connect with you. Sure. So my website's actually changing from consciousrockstar.com to katenelligan.com in the near future, but you can put either in to find me. And then there's also uh, Instagram, which I love to share all the horse photos and videos as well as goats. And that's Kate Nelligan Equine Coach. Uh, same thing on Facebook. And then I have a great group uh, for horse lovers called Equine Rockstars on Facebook as well. So those are the best ways. Mm, such good stuff, you know, and and uh, like I said, I'm so looking forward to having you on again next week so we can go even deeper into this very healing and helpful and empowering subject. And uh, so we have a couple minutes. What are some final messages or words of wisdom that you might want to um, access from your heart or soul and share with the people that have been hanging out with us here today, Kate? Mm, yes, I think it is really to, to listen to that inner child and what that, you know, we hear that, but really what it is, is it's like accessing it through either meditation or the heart or a play activity that you like to do when you're a kid that you still enjoy and just seeing how that gives you more energy and more aliveness and really what that, um, that younger version wants to contribute. I think a lot of people sometimes don't know what their life purpose is or they're questioning that. And so it is like, could there be some journaling or some meditating or just some play activities that get you in touch with that voice um, and that those desires and um, trusting too that the heart path the path of the soul is truly an abundant path, not just financially, but also really through joy and connection and opportunities um, and gifts that you maybe didn't even realize you had versus, um, you know, what we often think of as just this more, you know, whether it's linear or logical or very um, mind-based path, things we think we should do or that other people told us that we should do. If we're willing to let go of that, you know, I like that Marilyn Monroe quote, sometimes things fall apart so better things can fall together, something along the line. Mm -hmm. um, but to get really in touch with, um, you know, your inner self, as you say, your center, um, and that part really has uh, a lot to share and to just start dip a toe in, see how it feels, right? If it's to paint for the first time in a long time, try it, you know, just go for it because mm -hmm. there's, there's something there for you. And I promise it's, it's a beautiful nurturing path that is worth taking. It's a journey worth embarking on. Yes. Trust your joy, follow your bliss, open your mind and heart to wonder and dip your toe in. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it is, uh, it takes some courage, 
but uh, the rewards for saying yes to starting to explore um, and experiment with this journey are beyond what you could create on your own and beyond, at least from my experiment, experience and experiment, your greatest imagining. So, so grateful for you, Kate, and that you said yes to your soul's promptings. And you said yes to this conversation here today. I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you as well. I always love watching all of your stories and your photos with your horses. They make so many people smile. So thank you for sharing. Oh gosh, they sure do make me smile. And I I love sharing the joy. So um, to my friends and my listeners, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Please be in touch with Kate and me. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I want to hear from you. TammyBPhD.com. Download my free ebook. Let's continue the conversation because it's about relationship and ascending with grace, ease, and joy onward and upward together. God bless you. Bye for now. Bye for now.